Yes. William William Burroughs, right? Yeah. yeah. The guy who William, wrote Tarzan. William S. William S. Burroughs. True. Yeah. Yes, he wrote Not Tarzan. True. Confusing Burroughs. <laughs> That's what naked um, lunch you know, means. What if we? What if that's season three? What if we just go out of our way to spread disinformation? Or it was William S. Burroughs, <laughs> a television writer? Now I'm confused. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's a, he a, a TV reporter. I always smoke cigarettes. No, you're too, oh, Tim. <laughs> Tim, I'm gonna no butt you so hard this episode because okay. I'm mad at you. It's Seti Benko Part Two: The Revenge. The show where we create revenge sequels that nobody wanted. I'll get you, my pretty, and your little dog, Mr. Party Pants, too. Seti Bimko, part two of the revenge. Just like the song says, we're going to make up some revenge sequels to this movie we just watched. And have a, let me get the wild card question out of the way. All right. Because we asked... Who from this movie would be most likely to do something this week? Number five, who from this movie will most likely lead a protest? Uh, Man. Man. George just wants to talk about the movie already. Yeah, I know. Well, actually, I will in a sense. I want anyone in this entire recording studio that we're in, name three characters from this movie. Nani Maki. Uh, Peggy, Pagan Woman 1, Pagan Woman 2, Pagan Woman 3, Pagan Woman 4, Pagan Woman 5, Pagan Woman 6, yeah. Pagan Woman 7, Pagan Woman 8, Pagan Woman 9, Pagan Woman 10, and Pagan Woman 11. You forgot Pagan number 12. No, it only yeah, that's, uh, that's going to be – I mean, this is the material we have to work with this week. I started just making up names for him. Like haiku. <laughs> you know how like week after week I'll have multiple pages of notes? Yeah. I'm gonna this is a visual aid, so I'm also gonna say what my notes for this were two lines. Oh you could have put that on an index card. It was Pagan <laughs> Island and the name beneath Nandimaka. Nandimaka. That's, That's all I got. Well, George. First, yes, Tim. I'm gonna ask yes. John how his week was. Or if John, how was your week? Oh, you wanted to uh, talk uneventful, about. uneventful, although my mother bought a new car, a Subaru wow. Cross Cross Trek. I think it's the is the make of it or the model of it. Truck? And it's got all the bells and whistles. It's got like you know, she she's never had a backup camera before. It's got the backup camera, oh, and we're nice. dry, and she she goes, let's go out to lunch, and I'm going to pick you up because I want you to ride in my new car. I'm like, okay, sure. She's real proud of this car. It is a neat car. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it's got the, you know, the feature, like if you veer off into like the lane or onto the shoulder, it'll alert you that you're, and she's like, right. here, let me show you. And if you, if, if I'm like swerving out of the lane and she like swerves <laughs> under the shoulder and it doesn't go off, she's like, well, wait a second here. And then she swerves off again and it's still not going off. And finally the third time she swerved and it went off, but I'm like, Jesus Christ, mom, what are you trying to do? Kill us? <laughs> They're going to think you're drunk, the, these people behind you. Jesus Christ, what the hell is wrong with you? Does it have a voice like uh, Kit? No, it does not have a voice like Kit, but it has Sirius XM radio. 
and it's got four months free. And you know damn well my mom, and my mom loves it. Like she's like going, she's like, oh, and it's got this channel and this channel, but it's four months free. And I know as soon as they tell her, and I don't know how much Sirius XM costs a month or, or a year, but I know as soon as they mm-hmm. tell her, she's going to say no, I'm not going to get it. So that'll be right. right around her birthday. So I'm thinking that might be the birthday um, present I get her is to buy her a subscription to Sirius Radio. Does she like to listen to Howard Stern? <laughs> no, she was listening to the '80s with like like uh, the you remember the old VJs like Nina Blackwood and uh, Alan Hunter. <laughs> They're like all yeah. the DJs now on the 80s station. And my God, Nina Blackwood, I thought she, you know, everybody thought she was so smoking hot. And she like talks like this now. Oh, no. My, nice. mother's, and my mother's like, what happened to her voice? I'm like, I don't know. I'm going to guess about a thousand packs of Marlboro would be my first guess. <laughs> Some cocaine 80s. Yeah. Is Martha <laughs> Quinn on it? I don't know. All I heard so far was Nina. As I was holding on to dear life as we were swerving onto the shoulder so my mother could show me the feature, I only heard those two. Like Nina Blackwood was on when we went to lunch and when we got out from lunch, Alan Hunter was on. So, I have another question regarding your mom. There's been no updates on the status of your uh, stepfather's tombstone. How is that scrubbing going? Uh, I, I think oh, it's for, for previous listeners – a famous what, a two-time, 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 famous two-time Tony Award choreographer famous. Tommy Walsh is buried two graves down from my stepfather, where my mother will be buried one day. And two-time, two-time Tony Award-winning <laughs> choreographer Tommy Walsh's sister for Valentine's Day decided to spray paint hearts on his stone with metallic red spray paint. Some of it was windy. It was February. Some of it's blew on to. My stepfather's stone. I got most of it off. I'm going to be honest with you. It really hasn't been that nice weather-wise the last couple, like, six weeks. We've had, like, a couple days around 70. We had a couple days around 80. Luckily, my mother needed to clean up her yard because my – well, Tim's been to my mom's house. So we did a bunch of yard work. I got, like, the vines off the barn. I got, like, all the plots. I got them all weeded and and tilled. So I'm assuming that everything must be okay or I would have heard something. Okay. All right. I just wanted to keep, you know, I wanted to keep on top of this pressing story. Yeah. And I knew our our, our listeners would definitely. Uh, NBC NBC (laughs) Rahima Ellis is at the scene right now, George. Let's, let's, Let's throw it over to Rahima. Hi, I'm standing here in the middle of a random cemetery. Metallic spray paints everywhere. I'm huffing it. <laughs> that was unexpected. <laughs> I like. Wait, that's what I want Sunny Babe to become. Tim offering commentary on our antics. Well, I didn't expect that to happen. I didn't expect that to happen. Takes a sip. Yep. On to the next event. On to the next event. With my story. Uh, Tim, my did you story. do anything this week that my was exciting? <laughs> did I, your dog shit any unusual shapes? Yeah. Also called back a previous episode. I thought I was going to catch up with our pal Chris and play trivia. And I, I, left, I left it up to fate because I said, the bus comes, I'll get there in time. But I waited five minutes, the bus didn't come. So we that, need. We that's need, the commitment we needed, to a cause that we're looking for. <laughs> that's my commitment to our friend Chris. <laughs> I gave it five minutes. <laughs> it wasn't. Wait, wait, wait. This is a test. 
Shout out to our friend Chris. This is a test to see if you really listen. If yeah. you were listening, send us an email, Chris. Yeah. Oh, no, he's pissed that Tim didn't show up. He's never <laughs> listening to this podcast again. I'm I sure wouldn't. That. I'd be sitting there <laughs> like, like, where the hell is he? And then you just send him a text. I waited for the bus for five minutes and decided to give up. He waited for the bus for five minutes. What the hell? No, I, Chris, is no Chris is no longer listening to Seti Bimco Part 2, The Revenge. Trust me well, on if this. It, if ch- in fact he ever did, <laughs> he's got children and he's busy. Oh, but- people with children should definitely not listen to this show because it <laughs> contributes to low sperm count. That's true. Oh, I guess they've already got the children though, so it yeah. doesn't really matter. Maybe <laughs> well, if you already have children, you don't want to have any more. Right. Start listening to listen two to, episodes of Sandy Bitcoin Day. There's a rich back history. Yeah. <laughs> And speaking of children, like I thought watching this, is this was this movie considered a nudie cutie, Sam? I think so. I don't know, because oh. I thought, oh, dear. Then I got really don't concerned. T- I was like, ooh, maybe this movie will turn me straight. So if anybody with children out there and you think your child is gay and you think that maybe <laughs> plopping them down in front of a movie could be a cheaper option than sending them to gay conversion therapy camp, this is not the movie. I'm just going to say oh, that. This, uh, no. So okay. you're still gay. This didn't make oh, you. Yeah. This oh, didn't God. Make you, okay. <laughs> oh, God. In fact, I may close. be a little gayer, but we'll get into that when we start talking about the opening scene. <laughs> well, okay, actually, wait. that is a segue. Wait. I want to talk. No, Tim, you're no. going to say something inane. I'm, I'm taking control. <laughs> no. There, when the guy I gets did, to the guy, I like, did not get to finish my story. Oh, I'm sorry, oh, Tim. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I was so outraged <laughs> for Chris that he only waited five minutes for the bus. I am so sorry. Well, I'm sorry. Finish your the rest stuff. of the story. I got to get across the street from the bus. I said, we need bananas. I'm going to buy bananas. And my wife oh, is on a, a business trip. And then this is I, Tim's brag, everybody. And down the block, I stopped at a bar that, that uh, we often eat at. And I went and had a Can drink. Can I interrupt really quickly? Just picture Tim Hamilton walking into a bar with, with a bunch banana, of bananas. bananas. <laughs> it's fucking bizarre. <laughs> It's a weird. It's a power move, but it's weird. Yeah, I was hoping somebody at the bar would say, "Are those bananas?" And I'd say, "Yes, we have no bananas today." I just. Oh my god! Uh, I don't know. Get out! The podcast is over. Or somebody says, "You is that a banana?" Or are you just happy to see me? You'd be like, "No, it's a banana." <laughs> so, what I can't hear you got a banana in my ear. What? What? I have Let's a- not let him finish this story. No, this is a good story. No, it's not. I sit down with my bananas to have a drink. And as I've told John before, this is a place where we often bring my dog. I sit outside while Gene goes in to pay the bill. And twice I've been like, you were in there 20 minutes. What took so long? And she said, Alec, Alec Week. Alec Week, who is a uh, fashion model, lives in our neighborhood, very famous fashion model. She, she was in there and my wife was talking to her and I have, Never met her. So when I was sitting there with my bananas at the bar, that's who sat next to me. Uh, it's very nice, very chatty. But she was like, oh, I like your bananas. Those look like bananas. And I'm like, yeah, I eat them. we eat them every morning with our oatmeal. <laughs> and she's like, yes, bananas are good for you. And she I, gave me a fist bump. And then there was a woman behind me. And she oh, said, oh, damn. is that your wife? What do you think it was bananas? <laughs> and the woman, the woman says, I, I don't like bananas. And she was like, not even smiling at our, uh, oh. you know, our chatter. Oh, people are such buzzkills. I know. 
But uh, that, that was about it. Did you it. peel we, the banana and put it behind that lady so when she did got you, up, she'd did come you, and did you banana offer, for everybody? Did you offer fashion model Alex Week at least a banana? I think maybe she was hinting. Like, boy, I'd like a couple of those bananas. Might have she might have been very suffering hungry. from a potassium deficiency or something. <laughs> is that why, She's like, is man, that I she, need some bananas. Quick. Like, that's why she fainted a few minutes later. Maybe if I'm nice to this guy, maybe. <laughs> maybe even if I fist bump him and say something like, potassium. <laughs> And he'll yeah, like sometimes he'll, a banana. He'll like offer me maybe two bananas, and you didn't. <laughs> maybe she meant something different by banana. Tim, you should have shown her your uh, prowess by inserting the banana into your mouth sideways. <laughs> She's you very tilt nice. Tilt it up so it looked like you were smiling, or tilt it down so it looked like you were frowning. She's a very nice lady. That's all I have to say. Very chatty, very friendly. That's that's it. That's just my brag. Oh, well, yeah. there you go. No, that was a good story. The banana made this I have, no, uh, But I'm thinking that in, in Brooklyn, walking in, I'm going to say, and I'm not. I'm going to go out on a limb here and give a statistic. I'm going to say you walk into a bar or a coffee house or somewhere mm-hmm. with a bunch of bananas, I'm going to guess <laughs> 75 people are not going to react. 75% of the people are not going no. to react. Like They're going to be like, oh, a guy with bananas. Yeah, like you do. <laughs> Well, I can I tell my story this week? Certainly, Wait. George. We won't interrupt you. <laughs> I just right. Wait, Tim Tim is though. Tim's like, "No, I want to tell my fucking banana story." I'm saying the highlight of my story was uh, not yeah. not waiting 5 minutes to go hang out with Chris. So, anyway. <laughs> I want to point that out. Okay, right. George, what's your story? Did you Well, did I went you? it was my girlfriend's birthday and I took her to a speakeasy magic show. It was full of drama and intrigue and humor, but it's too long to get into this. So let's just talk about this dumb movie you made us watch. <laughs> Pagan Island. Are you trying to are you trying to make us beg you to tell us the story? No, nah, I'm not gonna tell it under under any circumstances. <laughs> Pagan Island. Let's talk about this. Hey, it's my. I'm going to read the synopsis every week. Oh, good. You try oh, good. to read one. It's pretty deep on this one. Yeah. You, never, you can never tell a synopsis in one sentence. I don't need to. No. I'm painting a picture with my words. Pagan Island. When you're doing movies about <laughs> werewolves and yetis, and sometimes werewolves and yetis in one movie, there's a lot of nuance that needs to be captured. Well, this movie George, is, let, me, let me stop you. Where, <laughs> where, werewolves <laughs> and like about three minutes of yeti. Let's, let's, I hate to keep bringing up, I hate to keep bringing up that sore spot, <laughs> but. <laughs> I agree. That was a, that was, that was bad. Here's the plot of this movie. No, George. Uh, Stiff Nimrod washes up on an island of topless women, murders a bunch of people, steals the stuff from their island, and then di- and then the lady dies. That's it. It's That's terrible. The, all right. Well, if you if you, have, if you have an email, send it to us at cityvimco with an e at gmail dot com. I picked a movie. Sure, have any- I picked a movie for next week. It's called. <laughs> Dear God, I put together a prayer circle that whatever movie you pick is not like about Hitler or, or Charles Mason. Not Charles Manson. Charles Mason. Mason. Yeah. He, was the, the Mason he was the jar guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, oh, Dean or somebody real. There's a story there. Oh, wait, you know, it is actually kind of funny. We all have kind of lapsed into like sort of <laughs> ruts for our stuffs. Like, John, you're definitely exploring the deeper side of our psyches with different mass murderers. <laughs> I tend to stick to, as we mentioned, werewolves and yetis. And Tim goes through these bizarre fucking 1960s <laughs> semi-nudie, cutie, weird-ass shit that no one in the world's George. ever seen. All right, Tim, give us a synopsis. I'm sorry. I'm going to stop being an insurrectionist. 
Tell us about Pagan Island. The survivor of a shipwreck finds himself on an island populated only by women. Yep. See? Easy. That's it? That's all you got? That's all I got. That's all you got. This is is the part of the show where people listening can be like, yeah, it doesn't sound good. I'm out of here. Let's turn it off. What's (laughs) happening on Freddy versus Spaghetti? (laughs) Or (laughs) Spaghetti No, Spaghetti and Yetis. Anyway, Luis Down, I just want to point out, Luis Down, she was a co-writer of She Devils on Wheels, and she is one of the pagan girls. I could not figure out which one, but she is in this movie. Neither could I. Her was she the big movie. one who was in the who was in just that brief scene? <laughs> that brief scene. <laughs> the one <laughs> attempt at humor. <laughs> that one corn fed gal. It was like literally yes. in like three seconds. I don't think that was her. When they were it could it could have been. I really don't know what No, she, she actually had like. a name. She was one of the two I think she was the non-exotic looking one in the beginning of one of the three that found her. Like, no, there was like some of them who are like, obviously like some sort of, Somewhat. you know, Asian Pacific Islander, whatever their descent was. And then there were others who were like, eh, now you girls. look like you're from Toledo. And she looked like <laughs> she was from Toledo. So I'm going to guess that was she. Tim, can you give us a scene by scene breakdown so we have something to talk about in our revenge sequels? <laughs> yes. Don't worry. Please just give Don't us worry, something. I, I need I need a detail to cling on to. <laughs> Aside this, this movie, everybody had three five minute sequences, three <laughs> separate five minute sequences of the guy drinking out of a coconut, watching a woman hula dance. Stanton. This his happens is, three fucking times. His name is Stanton. It's the, the real actor. The actor's name was William Dew, which I thought was funny. Edward. Oh, whoops. But his last so, name is Dew, which is funny. D-E-W. Our movie, our movie starts out. The, uh-huh. A classic. Wait, before story you start, can I just make a trope. comment? Can I just make a comment <laughs> of uh, about Edward Dew as William Stanton? Yeah, yeah sure. Uh-huh. Apparently, at this point, like I read his bio, he was born in 1909. He was like oh. 52 years old when this movie got made. He looked pretty damn good, unless this is a typo. Yeah. Unless this is a typo on IMDb. Yeah. Huh. That seems Or this was like lost media, like every film Tim finds, and it was like (laughs) left filmed and disregarded for 20 years, and somebody found it in a bucket. (laughs) You know, I I mean. I think, John, he is, you know, he has a lot of Neanderthal DNA. That's why he looks so good. Ah, is that is that is that what separates us mere mortals from you people? Uh, If he squints just right at Tim, he looks a lot like Stanton. So. I think Tim so, is this guy. I think Tim just has to hide his identity every few years. This this movie starts out classical storytelling trope, not trope. We start at the end where there's this uh, this man and a woman in a life raft. They seem to have been out there for days, even though they're not sunburned at all. They're not no <laughs> chap lips. They say eight days, eight days. later. Yeah, yeah, it's great. They pick them up. She looks especially good considering she's dead. Yes, they they pick them up. The woman's dead. Captain says, uh, yeah, the captain's got an eye patch, even though he's looking through binoculars. Uh, Yeah, you could. (laughs) Wouldn't a telescope have sufficed? Exactly. It's like, do you really need the binoculars, Captain? That's fun. Get a spyglass. Spyglass. That's what they call those little telescopes, those little retractable. 
And so may Stanton. I just say, okay, no. So first of all, I'm like <laughs> kind of dreading about watching this movie because the description you gave us last week was like this guy gets washed up on this island with all mm-hmm. these like scantily clad women. I was like, oh my god. But then suddenly, <laughs> I'm like showing some interest in this movie because it's like there's this guy and he's got a pretty good body. He's just in these tight yeah. white pants on this raft. Yeah. Gets pulled out <laughs> of the raft by two sailors, also very well built <laughs> in tight white pants and i'm like oh boy and then when he comes to and they say well what's your he's like my name is william stanton i'm from san francisco i'm like oh boy (laughs) but and i'm gonna add to this whole story he keeps asking where's the men Where's the men? <laughs> and I was like, this could have got there this is gone out, this, this could have gone either way. He would have yeah. had just a good time if he had washed up on an island full of men. <laughs> I have a feeling. I think so. He was pretty easy going about everything, as we'll see, because there's gonna be a sacrifice and of this girl he likes. Tim, take us through. Come on, share spill, spill out this plot. <laughs> You're jumping ahead. Somewhere. You're jumping ahead. No, well, I'm not. We're literally in the Stanton. first three minutes of this movie, Stanton. and we're like 20 minutes in. We need to move faster. <laughs> we've been, re- we've been recording for three hours and 24 minutes, and we still haven't gotten to the... Stanton, Stanton really puts on a show with his acting skills, talking about everything that happened to him. And we go back to, what, to, to him washing up on the island. He's telling these sailors his story. And he meets some women who, like, John said they just look like uh, white women. I don't know from Wisconsin or Minnesota. Minnesota. George, is, George, stay with See, us. It's the only anyway. accent. It's the only accent Tim's nailed so far in a, in, a, in about a season and a half of Seti Benko. Tim has nailed oh, one accent, do, and it's I Minnesota. <laughs> I could do Irish. Yeah, um, you know what? Tell you can do. Yeah, Kappa. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do anything for you. You see, see, Kappa. I bet you could pull that off. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna. I'm taking no, over because Tim's wait, just dropping. All right. No, wait, wait. I know this is wait, an important detail to mention. Wait. No, this is an important detail. When those women oh, meet him, yeah. First of all, they can speak English. They just don't understand any particular point. He's like, well, he's like, they're like white man. White man bad. And he's like, why? I mean, they're not wrong, right? (laughs) When have white men ever come to an island and spread disease and slavery? Why not? Don't you get that crazy idea? Anyway. Which, I mean, to this movie's credit, this movie is horrendously racist in so many ways. Like, I feel dirty for watching it. But they do come out and say, we don't, I mean, they they say it like in caveman speak, like, me no like white man because... Many years ago, white man come and steal many of her women. I'm like, yeah, okay, mm-hmm. so there's a reason. It's not, and he's like, oh, so we don't like me. I'm white. Here's what's <laughs> important to know: these women. It's an island where there's only women. It's from a they're from a bunch of different tribes in the area where they send their women to this one particular island like where they all walk around topless except for wearing their lays. The note of interest about this movie. <laughs> Is, is that you kind of just stare at the women all day because their lays keep falling aside. You can yes. see boobs. This is the entire reason this movie exists. This is the entire reason Tim made us watch this no, movie. It's not. This movie will spend literally like four <laughs> minutes of the women very slowly tying up an unconscious person because you're kind of just watching. Is that flower going to fall aside? Am I going to see some side boob? Yeah, you will. And that's it. Yeah. George. The women are on this George. island sent by many different I'm, tribes. Tim picks this. They need to be married. I'm taking it. You're taking too long, Tim. George. And because Tim. they're they're made to marry the sea god. There. Boom. Tim, Tim picked this movie like a 15-year-old boy trying to get his hands on a Playboy. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, Tim, take over. You're missing all the, you know, all that the beginning that John pointed out. The backstory. <laughs> the backstory, yes. The subplot, <laughs> yes. But I don't know if you noticed. Yes, they were, they were doing that talk, like white man bad, and and and, and he said he'd say something like, "Well, can I go to the house and eat?" And they're like. We don't understand English. You go there and eat. It was. It was you got to work with me here, George. <laughs> I am. Oh, I'm trying to move the movie the beyond movie, the first five the minutes. The movie was bad. So there was a lot of very cute. So the the other the basic other plot is the there's one woman who's going to be sacrificed to the sea god because they're afraid of earthquakes and aeroplanes. What's and her name? Let's establish it. Lenny Bruce. I just got what he's doing. No. That's great. It starts with an earthquake, Tim. Nani Maka. Nani Maka. That's her real name. Did you guys see that? I looked her up. Yes. Yep. She got fired. She for... was the only like person of Polynesian descent, yeah. possibly in this entire movie. And Stanton. Yeah. Stanton never took off his white pants and nice sneakers, which never got dirty. Even when he was diving underwater into yes. the different into the cave of the sea god, this guy still wore his shoes, <laughs> which led me to think he probably has horrible feet. So, uh, so yeah, they were going to kill him, but we have a racist bit where men from uh, another island come to attack and steal the women, and they are they are all <laughs> a- African American. Yeah. Yeah, and they're, they're uh, all black and everyone on this island yeah, is and they, these African American <laughs> actors were like they couldn't get work all they could get work you know was like tap dancing and playing the butler and you know the typical mm-hmm. stereotypical you know African American roles that they would have been offered this time they're like oh boy this is it an action feature I'm gonna I'm, mm-hmm. this is my big break well guess what this was yes this was 1962 Right. So, uh, yeah, Stanton <laughs> is freed from his imprisonment where he's hung upside down. Oh, so he, can, he says he says to Nanimaka, get me my fire stick, which is his pistol. They go into this chief's hut, which is every, by the way, there's queen. only one set in this movie. <laughs> the queen. Yes, it's a hut. And they just it's you pretend the hut's different people's huts. It's two two walls of a hut. We yes, didn't see it from the outside. Right. He gets the gun and he fucking murders all these guys in cold blood. Yes. And he's like, well, queen, I <laughs> yeah. killed them all. You're safe now. And they're like, now you <laughs> must be part of our tribe. The queen, this movie was not well acted, but the queen was so obviously reading lines yes. out of a card. Her eyes were like you dark. Could, you could see her from, eyes. From left to right. And she was like some sort of, her name was Trine Hovisrud, so she I guess she's Scandinavian. Like oh, and she had that because yes. first I thought she got like an Eastern European accent, but obviously she's Scandinavian. She's either Norwegian or Danish, I believe. And yeah, you can see her like eyes shifting from left to right as she's reading. <laughs> that was in hilarious. the same monotone the whole time. <laughs> yeah, and like you you know, they, like this movie, like we made it clear these women on this island, they all speak in this kind of weird, they don't understand English, but they're speaking English. <laughs> Turns out you can communicate them, but they, they do literally, they refer to themselves in the third person. They say, me do this and shit. Mm-hmm. And even with that halted fake English, this woman could not deliver her lines. <laughs> and it was hilarious. Yeah. Because <laughs> he'd say, where's the bathroom? They'd say, me no understand. You go use bathroom over there. Yeah. Anyway. 
you're going to be the next Ingrid Bergman. I can feel it. It's like, well, maybe not. So, of course, he falls in love with Naki, who is the woman who's going to be sacrificed to the sea god. And uh, there's there's your, your whole drama. Yep. Because at first he's like... Well, she'll be married to the sea god, but of course it's human sacrifice. Because I don't know if you know, this movie is called Pagan Island. <laughs> right. He's, and their gods are bad and fake. Staten was pretty woke for back then because he was like... He actually well, was, I will say. I understand your religion wants to sacrifice you. Uh, you know, I got to respect, you know. I got to say, too, for a white guy from 1960, the fact that he didn't say, there's only one God. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so he never does that. Even like when they get married later, because they have like after he well, <laughs> after he discovers a back way into their temple and steals all their jewels. Mm-hmm. And then he tells this to Nani Maka. He's like, maybe there's a God out there. Maybe there is not. But whoever <laughs> looks down on us, whatever God he may be, he does say he. I hope he looks upon us as man and wife. And Nani Maka's like, I love you, Stanton. No, me love you, Stanton. And then they kiss awkwardly and slong. <laughs> Nani wow. Maka, I don't know if you all caught this, sometimes wore a bra, sometimes didn't. I know. And I Nani, she was the only one with the te- and- only technology in the island. Everyone else was like, <laughs> me no know about bras, just flowers, yeah. maybe cover boobs. Yeah. Who cares? Other reveals the girls were flapping. Yep, that's right. Yeah. Well, Nani Maka, because she has she is the one who performs the three extended belly dance sequences. Oh my god. I know. She's like between, obviously on set, she's like, look, yeah. you're gonna see something. I can't between, everyone's clutching their flowers. Yeah. You know? Between that and that big ass giant clam, and I was thinking to myself the whole movie. Wait, the clam! Something's gonna happen with that big ass giant clam. Because yes. they keep putting, we the need cam- to explain the clam. They keep putting, yes, the pic- they it. keep putting the camera on. It. I'm like, something's going <laughs> to happen with this giant ass clam. He he went diving because he's Chekhov's clam. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like Chekhov's gun. Come on, work with me. I here. know, I know what you meant. All right, you're talking All about right. that cat in the box. It's either dead or alive at the same time. That's Alf. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, he eats the cats. And then the last episode, no, the guy walks out that plays Willie. He's like, I hate you all. <laughs> yeah, but you don't know if he ate the cat. It's like, yeah, no, he did. Yeah, and I checked his stool later. They're, they're shouting behind him. So we, we're <laughs> guessing the reunion show is out of the question. You're damn effing right the reunion show is out of the question. I never want to see you assholes again. So yeah, so that, and just so you know, yeah. listeners, there's a big clam a big under clam. the water. So there's a scene where... Uh, when he finds himself, Stanton finds himself the only man on the island after he's accepted by murdering all those black guys. He uh, the, he goes – he's like kind of fooling around with the girls. Like he's kissing mm-hmm. one. He's like, wasn't that fun? She goes, I had more fun walking. Yeah. But the re- we learned he's actually in love with Nani Maka, but yes. he's probably just like fucking everyone on the island. All the girls have probably, but And he's teaching stuff. Yes. He's like – Yeah, but there are – He goes – he goes – wait, wait, wait. Sorry, John. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I have something. To say. No, nothing. What I have, I'm, nothing. I have to say. Nothing important. to say. Well, it's important that they live on this island, and he's the one who teaches them diving. He holds rocks and walks on the bottom. He shoots a big fish with a harpoon gun. Finds this giant clam, which will play a part later. And he's like, "Look, ladies, you can actually fish instead of just staying on shore and eating bananas, hoping supermodels come up to you." Yes, Tim. <laughs> he was teaching them how to kiss, but he was also teaching them Pat Boone songs. So he was kind of evil. That was his favorite singer. Oh, oh, yeah, that is pretty. That is pretty sick and twisted. 
I'm just sticking oh, no. that Tim, in. Are you, are, Tim, are you abandoning the Osmonds? <laughs> have they have you moved on? Like now, are we moving? Are, is Pat Boone before or after the Osmonds? Oh, way before. Are you moving back into? But he's okay, so we're Pat back Boone was like around the time of Elvis. But, oh man! But so what's next? You're going to be like he's number five on the top five villains of the 20th century. I thought that was you, Tim. Did he bump you off? Is that why you're going yes, for bumped, him now? Bump me off. You're only number six now. You're like... <laughs> You've derailed me so much. <laughs> you're leaving out. You're leaving out that he's going to escape with Naki by being sacrificed with her. And being sacrificed yeah. means jumping in the water and depending on your uh, goodwill to drown yourself because they just yeah. swam away under a cave. And Which is the same cave that he scoped out. That's what I was trying to get to. Yes. He was the same cave he scoped out with his – it's near the giant clam. And through this cave, he discovered this is supposed to be where the sea god lives that she sacrificed to. Yeah. That's where he discovers the back door into the sea god's yes. temple, <laughs> which he fucking loots. Mm-hmm. Yep. They and- are sacrificed. I'm doing hand quotes. They spend the night. They marry. He pulls a ring out of these, this loot. He's <laughs> like, will you marry me? Whatever god. And like presumably they get busy. The cursed ring. And he tells her, he's like, look, your God is dead. He's not real. I stole all the money that your people have been given to him. Let's swim out to my boat in the morning and we'll go live among white people where we celebrate Christmas. I can, and see, the, yeah. I can see the conflict in her eyes. Yes. No, she's all like, thank you, Stanton. You've saved me from my yes. idyllic paradise. Yes. And because she, I've got to get I've she, got I've got to get you back to San Francisco and let my neighbor <laughs> who always is wearing the leather singlet and eyeing me up and down, he needs to get the message that I am a straight man. And you are just my ticket to it. And she signed on not to do any swimming scenes, if you noticed. When they arrived in the cave. He's like, like talking off camera. camera. Yeah, yeah, like, I noticed that. Good job, Nock. Good job, Nocky. Then when they got back in the water, he's like, hold your that. breath. It's going to be a big swim. <laughs> and she's not there. You didn't oh, notice wait, that. wait. Can we go into spoilers, <laughs> that, though? That wasn't her getting stuck in the clam, I don't think, either. It wasn't. Oh, because here's the thing. <laughs> this, movie un- this movie takes a bold stance. After they loot the temple and swim to freedom... Uh, I guess an actor who is not Nani Maka is playing Nani Maka, and the same clam we saw before. Yes, the, her foot gets stuck in that, and she fucking drowns. Yep, that clam. It's vengeance of the sea god. He like, yep. and I was all thinking like, I'm like, I'm gonna choose the sea god as my vengeance story. But like, the guy himself is like, why did the god take her and not me? Yeah, lost his wife. So, yep, that clam so, got revenge. The end. The clam kills her. He gets her free eventually, I guess. Clam eats her up. No, I'm kidding. It's like like a carnivorous clam. It just chews her to bits. Blood everywhere. (laughs) Oh, no. Has that ever really been a thing? We've all seen it in cartoons and stuff and movies like this. The giant giant clam. clam Like, has that ever happened in the history of humanity? Uh, I I don't know. I don't think it does. I don't know. Hmm. So – then we we join the rest of the movie in Media Race, where we he's been he's, recanting his story. Yep. He still has the jewels yep, that's the that he stole, thing. but he's like, and they bury Namimaka at sea, mm-hmm. and then they weirdly set the boat free. Yeah, because that's the weird part. Um, yeah, he had a woman in that raft, but they at the end they were like, you know, eight days at sea can do a funny thing to a man's brain. Like they didn't believe him. Yeah, what that? So none of that made sense. Yeah. Well, it's just the way it was it fine. that they didn't believe him or that they thought was it that he it was another eight days that he was at sea with her dead? Because they said literally eight days at sea with a dead body will do strange things to your mind. Right. 
So they. Feel- so I think he he spends eight days after the initial shipwreck, yeah. lands on that island. <laughs> yes. Well. Or oh, I just figured out, guys. And there, this the point the these this everything happened in the movie from the shipwreck that we don't see at the beginning to them finding him in the boat happens in eight days. Hmm. So even though there is a dead woman, because they know about the original shipwreck, they're like, we heard there was no survivors. So yeah, yeah. Huh. okay, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, it's I, all stupid. It's yeah, yeah, you're thinking too much. But they do. Like, you're right, George. Wait, hold on. Wait, you're being too- was there not really a woman there? Was that all the figment of his imagination? Well, they bur- they buried her at sea, unless that was his imagination. Yeah, but did they really? Because why did they focus on that boat at the end? The empty boat. I think the I think the I think the shirtless men in tight white pants are going to have their way with Stan. Yes. <laughs> and they, I think to call back to a previous episode, I think they don't want him to be, They don't want him to be able to escape. Ah, maybe John's on oh, something. Oh. Oh, John, maybe that's your revenge. So story, maybe John. the maybe the movie isn't as straight as they're led to believe. I did. You, you, as I said, he never takes those pants or sneakers off. Yeah. So there, there were three. There, there were these. Uh, the girls had these rumors on the island, and I've got their top three rumors as to why he wouldn't take his pants and sneakers off. Oh boy, here we <laughs> go. Yeah, we oh wait, I'm rubbing my hands together gleefully. <laughs> It's going to be some classic Tim Hamill boners. No. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so Stanton never took off his white pants or shoes. So yep. the, the girls had rumors. This is, these are the really top three rumors. Let's hear them. Why? Wait, can I make a request before you do it? Yeah. Can you say it as the women would speaking so like with no, me? and that's racist. Come on. It's so racist. You can, you can do it in a Minnesota <laughs> accent. We've been over this, George. Minnesota. You can do it in a Minnesota accent and that's it. <laughs> All right. I'll try right, my Tim, Jimmy Stewart. I'm jealous of George's Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> so the top three rumors why Can't he wouldn't wait. take his pants off or his pants and right. sneakers. Number one. Sneakers. Well, we know what number number one is. We know what that is. Come no. on. No. no. Okay. I, I I levitated the humor of this uh, show to a. Oh really? I know. Oh, I know okay. What, I know what you're thinking. Oh, so finally, sixty. He, he was 60, sixty-two weeks later. Tim's finally <laughs> levitating the humor. Wow, this is this ought to be good. <laughs> so, number one reason, or the, uh, the third reason for counting down, they they thought uh, he was embarrassed because he was still wearing his I like Ike underwear. <laughs> this is 1962. All right. Just so you know, he had been president before this. Uh, Pity he he didn't have tricky dick underwear. Now that would have been, that would have been the joke. Too soon. Number two, uh, they thought he wouldn't take his sneakers off because he only had three toes on his left foot as he sacrificed his other four toes during a wild re-election Ike party. Re-elect Ike party. I have a question. He He had had seven toes. toes. He had seven toes. toes Making sure. All right. All right. Can't you people count? I just wanted you to take off two. <laughs> now I'm a freak. All right. Let's hear this. To number one. The number one will be the best, of course. Of course. That's the way these things work. He was, We're going to be cracking up. He was embarrassed about the uh-huh. hole in his, in his underpants that would show off the tattoo of his missing toes. <laughs> No, it wasn't, George. You, <laughs> no, you were wrong. You were wrong. I doomed us. You were, wrong on that, you were wrong on that statement before that. 
I got used by Minnesota. Say, listeners, I, w- I want to describe. I want to describe Tim sitting there smiling like a cherub, his yeah. face beaming with glasses. Just picture little yeah. Tim Hamilton. Look at pictures yeah. of him online. Just picture him sitting there, like at his kitchen table, deep in thought, writing these, just going chortling to himself. Oh, what a rich jest! What a rich jest! This will get him this week. This is my week. I can tell. Ah. <laughs> uh. Uh, that's about it for this movie. Yeah, that's about it for this movie. <laughs> it should have had monkeys because George loves monkeys. Actually, it is surprising. There's no, there was a parrot. Remember at the beginning yeah. when he's walking the yeah, island after starving yeah. for days? Yeah. He's just like, oh, parrot. Monkeys, monkeys bring joy to everything. That was like, there was a show they used to be on called Friends. They had a monkey, but they got rid of the monkey, so I didn't watch anymore. So I, su- I assume it got canceled. You know, I've never <laughs> seen an episode parrot. of Friends. I've never seen an episode of Friends. Well, they had to get rid of the monkey because monkeys are assholes. Oh, you know yeah, what happened duh. after after that monkey? They tried to put that monkey on Fraser. I don't know if you know that. Really? But and oh well, the monkey kept trying to steal Kelsey Grammer's cocaine. And oh well, there you go, cheeky monkey. <laughs> anyway, is there anything else we need to mention about the movie we just supposedly <laughs> talked about for revenge purposes? Does everyone out there understand the plot? He landed on the <laughs> island of women. Yeah, you can see the roofs. He tried to steal one away with their gems. Let's go to revenge because it's 45. Wherever you are, wherever you're hiding, I'll find you. I'll get you. Revenge. 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 One of us will die. One of us will die. I will not let Sue take my place. I will have my revenge. All right, what was the. uh, Oh, who would lead a protest? Who from this movie would okay. lead a protest? Let's I'm going to say the big corn-fed. I'm going to say the big corn-fed pagan woman because she's like, "Look, <laughs> we're we're on this vegetarian diet. We're eating fruit and vegetables, and I'm still like a size 18. Can't we just start eating meat? I'm going to start protest. This is doing no good for me. This <laughs> diet. Let me have a burger. But is that why she disappeared? Because we only saw her in one scene. That's right. Yeah. That's what r- scene was she in? I don't even remember her. She's it, just was when, when the, it was when the African-American men were coming on and he was shooting them and they were ringing that big gong thing, which looked like a buoy or something. And yeah. Uh, and yeah, there's she's, just she's like this one. Away. She's like between two huts and she just like kind of looks <laughs> at the camera in the direction of the camera. And she's just like she's big. And then my, she just like runs off my new podcast between two huts. I believe I believe she was pagan woman <laughs> number nine. Okay. Yes. If you were, Wait, are, so are we group. Are we group doing this like we normally do? We're like, all well, that's all. That's all I got. So, yeah, John left us with that. Some dangling. All meat. right. So, did she she's run protesting off? Protesting against vegetarianism. Well, she's protesting so, in fact that the vegetarian diet isn't working for her. So, why can't we just go out and fish? Why can't we like? There's got to be a wild boar on that island somewhere. Well, Come I'm on. Gonna, I'm going to take this uh, baton and run with it. As we know, they didn't even know how to fish in this island until the white guy came and showed up. Right. However, white, white man bad. there was suddenly, <laughs> after her introduction to this movie, shortly thereafter, there was quite a bit of meat introduced into the local ecosystem mm-hmm. uh-huh. because Stanton slaughtered those guys from the other <laughs> island. Now, because these women are apparently all suffering from head injuries and don't understand how to speak in complete sentences, despite apparently knowing English, and don't even know how to fish or hunt. They don't really have any taboos against cannibalism. 
So mm-hmm. she just starts eating people as a silent protest against the <laughs> healthy vegetarian diet Very that have been practiced good. on this island thus far. Very good. Tim, take it home. Yeah. No, seriously, because no, the women start asking, <laughs> what happened to those five native warriors that what, that he shot on the island? And she's like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> she burps up a toe. <laughs> All right, Tim, take it home. Well, how can I take it any further than that? Come on. So – Come on, still, cannibal- that's when the still, cannibalism started. It, the- it, it begins before that, and it goes from there. <laughs> well, she then she, be, she comes into some conflict where she befriends a monkey that's on the island, and she really loves oh, the monkey's it, it, antics. <laughs> they reenact scenes of uh, the friends uh, living in the big city in a big apartment. <laughs> yeah, they don't know uh, it's called friends yet. Oh, <laughs> but she gets really hungry, and she looks at the monkey, and the monkey turns into a you know a chicken. Chicken like, like a Bugs Bunny cartoon. cartoon. Like a Bugs Bunny cartoon. <laughs> because she finds out that in eating all this meat and running around the jungle, uh, she also discovered that the island had some wacky weed on it. And uh, yeah, mm. she was hallucinating all this stuff. And, you know, her protest went She hallucinated from marijuana? But she did eat the monkey. Yeah. It was really powerful marijuana on that island. Man, this island gets better and better. That's I took it home. It's got monkeys. It's got cannibalism. It's got marijuana that makes you hallucinate. Who doesn't want to live there? John left us some dangling meat. George gave us some interesting middle, and then I just spilled it on the floor at the end. John, how do you feel about Tim referring to your dangling meat that way? It's not the first time that somebody's referred to my meat as dangling. I'm I'm fine with it. Just give it a few minutes. It doesn't dangle anymore. Actually, well, I was going to say, it's been a long time since somebody has referred to my dangling meat, so maybe I'm kind of flattered. I don't know. (laughs) All right. Who wants to do the revenge? Well, my revenge is just short and sweet. So after, after this movie, they made a sequel. And this uh, this woman named Jeanette and her friend Harry land on the island. They're from London. Hmm. And the women are just really, really angry and they need to take their revenge. They got to get out of there. They got to, got to, got to. And, you know, in the in the movie, when the first time they fed him, like she came in that one, I think she was pagan woman number five, maybe number six. I'm not sure. Yeah. And she came in and she started like making the the vegetables and like she was like cooking that right there in his hut. It was kind of like Japanese hibachi, you know, mm-hmm. like you go and they make the food in front of you, you know. Yes. So Jeanette says, you know, this is. One of my, this is one of my most loyal employees. His name's Harry. And we run a strip club in London called Vixens. Um, we, used oh, to a, we, used club, we used to own a club called Silva Dollars, but that exploded. So oh, shit. She's, she's like, I want to do something more family friendly. And so this woman is cooking and she's like, you could be my Japanese hibachi chef. I could have you girls dancing hula. You know, you keep your clothes on. I'll even buy you bras and you can just go <laughs> and maybe kids could come in and just be really well, suddenly these werewolves start showing up. Uh, we're gonna call oh, them, we're gonna call the club Alohas. And nice. so wanna get all, lays? How about that? Yeah, exactly. You know, get <laughs> laid. Yeah, something like that. That's their tag no, that's their tagline. The name of the club oh, better, better, the name yeah. of the club is Alohas, and it's like, come get laid. And come get laid. Nice. So but all of a sudden, like these weird guys start changing into werewolves. 
and she's like and like they start like the girls start getting killed and she's like oh my god there are werewolves so she's like well what am i gonna do so she's gonna strike back at the werewolves and she's gonna get her revenge on them so she does like the the hibachi chicken and laces it with arsenic makes him a little sick doesn't do anything to him then she puts some cyanide in like some shrimp and you know they kind of get you know they get like the runs and everything but it doesn't kill them so she's like well what am i gonna do and then she realizes only silver will kill them and so she gets out the strip steak and puts that on the hibachi to serve him. And she puts little slivers of silver in it and they eat it. And of course, it cuts them up. They bleed internally and die. And the name of the movie is Strip Steaks versus Werewolves. <laughs> oh, that was that was a ride. I liked it. I was wondering where this was going. Just stick with me for a while. You know what? Sometimes you can't get, you know, sometimes you can't do it all with an Osmond joke. Yeah. <laughs> or a Pat Boone joke, as it may be this week. Or a Pat Boone joke. As I yeah. strongly suspect it will be. Well, I have a feeling, though, that Tim has, I think Tim read something that I read, and this is why he's not doing Pat Boone, or why he's not doing Osmond jokes anymore. I did not realize that Uh-oh. the original four Osmonds, Alan, Wayne, Merrill, and Jay, before Donnie came on, there are actually two older boys, Verl and Tom. And Verl and Tom were both born with severe hearing impairments. So the reasons why they started they started performing as a barbershop quartet at like a local audience in and around Ogden, and then they'd like do their they do it like at their church services. They were trying to raise money. So they could get hearing aids for their older brothers. Now and now Tim is making jokes about them. Tim <laughs> Hamilton, you are a monster. That story's not true. It is true. It's in Wikipedia. It's gotta it be true. I heard they have a Osmond Look up the Osmonds. Look up the Osmonds. Look under early career. I'm not looking that up. You're not tricking me. <laughs> You're gonna Rick Rick what's it called? Rick roll me. Rick Roll. It'll just be another nudie cutie film y'all get connected to. No, that'll be your movie next time you choose. <laughs> Tim, do you want to go next or should I? I'll I guess I'll go. Okay. Cue the music. Bum All right. bum bum bum. <laughs> Sorry. <sighs> <clears throat> no, I just need to drink water. Tim, should I go? I can so edit so you it can out. Drink all I can edit it. All right. So William Stanton, he returns to Florida after this this movie happened. After his whole trauma, he returns to Florida and his sad, lonely life without any true love. You know, no nanny Maka who he was going to marry, no elevators to ride as this was Florida, 1962. Um, he daydreamed about his time in the island and the scenes we didn't see when he taught them Pat Boone songs, especially Moody River. That was his favorite song. Oh, knew it. <laughs> Uh, in between giving all the girls kissing lessons but Uh, back in civilization he got a job on a farm and this farmer had half a dozen daughters and the farmer said all these girls are here to serve you except nanny she is betrothed to the wicker man so that we we may have a fruitful harvest (laughs) this this was Florida (laughs) of course Staten fell in love with nanny and tried to run off with her the night before her sacrifice but her leg got caught in a freshwater clam while they were swimming across the river so after this <laughs> Staten realized his life was cursed 
He wanted to go back to that island and get revenge on their sea god. <clears throat> so he called his brother in New York and he asked him to look up a book in one of those things called a library that they don't have in Florida and find out anything he can about <laughs> the sea god and well, how to get revenge on the sea god. What? They do <laughs> yeah, have libraries in Florida. There just aren't any books in them. But anyway, I'm sorry. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> he, uh, his brother tells him he can kill the sea god with fire as it's made of paper mache, which we never mentioned. They did have a, a totem in the village. Oh my god, yeah, the idol was terrible looking. Yes. Yeah. It, was made by, it was made by Picasso's dead twin brother. Um, he had a twin brother. You know that. Brad, yeah, Brad Picasso. Everybody yes. knows about <laughs> Brad Picasso. He did not live. So, Staten gets a job flying planes for Fred Express. Fred Express was what was around before. Fred, Ex- Fred Express. He plans to fly around the Pacific and find that island again. But there's a terrible storm, and the tiny plane is tossed, and they crash on an island that turns out to be Pagan Island. A few guys survive. There's a guy named Wilson and another guy named Adidas, but he likes to have his name pronounced Adidas. Adidas, yes, yes, because he's because he's German. And uh, they they run up to the area where the tiki god used to be, but sadly, Adidas stepped on a poison jellyfish and died while screaming that they were pronouncing his name wrong. (laughs) And Stanton and Wilson find the tiki statue it's all been smashed to pieces and they hear hear strange sounds coming from the nearby jungle Stanton tells Wilson to stay by the destroyed totem while he checks it out and he finds that the women had built instruments and they were playing that song Stanton had taught them called Moody River by Pat Boone they were drinking and smoking pot and obviously have been corrupted yeah, like by you do to Pat, Pat Boone's songs <laughs> And rock and roll. If I had a dime for every time I got high to a Pat Boone song, I'm sorry, Tim, I didn't mean to interrupt you. It's okay. He screams, I came to kill the Tiki God, he shouted. But the girls told him they destroyed the they destroyed him in the name of rock and roll, and they no longer believe in his eye his lies. Wow. The girls were glad to see Stanton, and they said they were really into the wacky tobacco that, that they grew on the island and into free love. And Stanton said, well, I'm sad about my wife, Nanny, what's her name, but I'm sure lucky to be stranded here with you, you girls. And, uh, me and you know, me and Wilson are happy to be here with you. And the girls all asked Stanton what he meant by we. And Stanton said, my friend Wilson's over there by the totem remains. And the, <gasps> the girls were horrified and confused that what Stanton was referring to was a ball in the stand with a, a face drawn on it. <laughs> the girl shouted this sounds familiar I can't quite put my finger on it but his friend Wilson uh, was a soccer ball we might get sued we might, not even a volleyball we, a we ball. might get sued oh it's a soccer ball not a volleyball okay then we're fine yeah, we're good then we're fine we're, good. we're fine the, the girls <laughs> The girls all shouted that the evil ball of the angry tiki god did come. It was, it was foretold it would return with an evil companion if we ever forsook our sea god or forsake. So the girls stabbed the soccer ball named Wilson to death before turning on Stanton and pulling him to the ground like wolves, killing a small deer who were wearing white pants and sneakers, tearing the flesh from his bony frame, which was made of bones. Oh, that didn't make sense. His bony frame, which is made of bones. Really? (laughs) I am on the edge of my seat now. So uh, the ladies rebuilt their tiki god. The the movie's called Pagan Island 2. 
or Pat Boone Kills Again. I don't know. I had no, I had no title for this film. <laughs> it's all right. Too. Um, I have a question. Was Adidas, was he actually a sneaker? <laughs> he was a football. They make footballs. I was football. Okay. <laughs> you know, once we had the, the hidden reveal of Wilson just being a, a, a soccer ball, I was like, this could be anything. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> you, you go. I'm going to go cinematic for this. Ooh. So Ooh. start the movie opens. Should I cue the music now? We're, we're, yeah. The movie opens. We're looking at the same beach. The same beach that we saw Stanton wash up on his raft at the beginning of the last movie. And there's something rolling back and forth in the surf, but it's not the the muscular, white-panted form of Stanton. No, it's the waterlogged corpse of Nani Maka. They were only a few feet offshore because they had no way of like propulsing themselves when they died. And so she just kind of gets washed back up on the shore. And unfortunately, her sisters find her. It's gross. You know, it's like body into the water. You don't like it. And they realize that they were wrong to ever trust this white man. First time white men came, they stole a bunch of their sisters and disappeared. Second time they come, the beloved Nani Maka dies, in a, angering the sea god. And all their jewels have been stolen. And I guess there's Papian music on the island now and shit, so they're upset. This civilization we should mention, there are no men on this island. And these women start training because they are sometimes victimized by raiding groups of, of you know, troubling racial stereotypes. And they get better and better at their fighting. And something else that we should mention, Stanton, that dude was fucking around. We know that he loved Nani Maka, or so he claimed. But he was, Nani Maka, there's a line where she goes, I was sad when I saw you with the other women. He has fucked his way around this island. And several of the women there are heavy with his child. <laughs> There's an entire generation of new women born in this island who are all the daughters of Stanton. And they begin, as this island gets more and more martial, as they fight harder and harder, they start making weapons out of the coconuts. They start smelting ores. They make metal weapons. <laughs> They're raising these women to fight to fear the world outside. But but they and can't but they can't women... fix a hole in the boat to get off the island. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> go ahead. Definitely not. That's my Gilligan's <laughs> Island reference anyway. <laughs> and eventually they get so they they create this entire society of warrior women. And one of the women, one of the daughters of Stanton, she becomes quite the wonder. <laughs> See what I'm saying here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they make her some bracelets, and they make her tiara. And in the 1970s, she goes into man's land. <laughs> and I guess she's Linda Carter or something. Well, that's and it. She seeks revenge on Stanton, her dad, who's living in San Francisco. He's finally come out about his true sexuality. He's bought himself a swanky pleasure palace and the Presidio or whatever the area that is with all the jewels he stole from them. And she shows up, she ties them up with her magic lasso, and, um, I don't know, kills him, I guess. You're going to end it like that, and I don't know. He goes through all this description, he goes, and then it ends with, oh, I don't know. She kills him, I guess. Jesus Christ. I think the lasso makes you tell the truth. He would, she would tie him up with the lasso, and she'd ask him something embarrassing, like, if, would you wait more than five minutes to get a, for a bus to go see your friend, Chris? Oh, be like, yep, that's a good one. I have a better one. She goes, off. the women on my island tell a legend. 
our sea god, who you know was never named to this, it turns out it is fucking Poseidon. Our sea god talked of a man who came to Ireland who never took off his pants. <laughs> and I want to know, what are you hiding beneath your pants? Yes. And he goes, I can't tell you. She goes, you have to. You must submit to the lasso. And he goes, it's better I just show you. And he takes off his pants, and we learn the dreadful truth about what he was hiding the entire time. <laughs> He only had one leg. <laughs> and his other leg, he walked on his giant malformed penis. Oh, like a leg. Yep. Wow. <laughs> yeah, he had elephantitis the whole time. Oh, and wow. this movie, it wasn't Wonder Woman 84 where it was going initially. It turns out it's a sequel to The Elephant Man. <laughs> Jesus. I am not an animal. I am a human being. <laughs> And he gets killed when Wonder Woman pulls his penis off and throws it into the what? sun. Yeah, it's pretty George, graphic. George, wow. Come on. You gotta wow. work harder. Yeah. You gotta work harder than that. Oh, she's I think I I posit I worked harder than everybody. You know what? I was gonna when I was standing waiting for the bus to maybe go see Chris. I was minute, like, minute, well, five minutes. at what point was this? To minute two? When, when, minute when, three. One, oh, minute three. Okay. I was like, I'm getting also, ready. Also, you know, Tim, there are apps that will tell you to the minute when the <laughs> bus is arriving. I refuse. You could have sat in your house <laughs> in comfort and just. I refuse to buy into that black magic. So what he's saying is he had no intention of ever going to see Chris. He's like, no, I'm going to get myself a bunch of bananas, and I, tonight is the night I am going to meet Alec Week. Like, whatever the fuck. I, whatever the fuck. We did is. learn from this story, John, that Tim and Chris have a secret trivia night thread yeah. that they don't share with the rest of our friends. Yeah, I was just going to ask, George, have you, were you Wait. invited? Hmm. I was only invited to this once where I was humiliated by one of Chris's neighbors <laughs> reading aloud one-star reviews of my books from Amazon. No. And I've never been invited back again. Yeah, I think it was actually a hatchet job. I think they set me up. They're just I jealous. I think they were trying They're to destroy me. They're just jealous, me. George. George. They're just jealous. Yep. George, I have to admit something yep. to you. The person that okay, did that. That was me. I was uh, wearing a big nose and a mustache and glasses and a oh, wig. You didn't realize. And the person I thought was you was just a pile of dirty laundry next to me. You confused me again, Tim. Wait, that wasn't Groucho um, Marx reading out my one star Amazon reviews? What, wiggling his big fake cigar? Yeah. Uh, the this point. has nothing to do with anything, but I wanted to mention it because what? John mentioned up front the captain had an eye patch. Did you all notice he actually had a pretty gruesome scar down the he side did. of his I was wondering real. if he really was missing an eye. I did. I notice. think that was real. I think it was Because this movie didn't have the budget. Yeah, yeah that was, was pretty real. cool. That guy was my best friend. Yeah. But George, before you move on, I'm, tr yeah. I'm trying to hold this yeah. thought in my head. It's, it's flying away. Oh, oh Jesus. Oh, when, when I was waiting for the bus, I said, uh -huh. I know George is going to write a Wonder Woman sequel for that movie. I got to not do that because that was my first instinct. That's all. I mean, it, this was basically knew the setup of Wonder it Woman. Was, yeah. so. It's a man, an art, like a, a sailor or whatever army guy washes up on an island full gun. of only women and yeah, well, I, I except for Wonder Woman doesn't typically drown at the end of her story. Right. Well, I, I'm, I'm going to originally my revenge sequel was going to be something about Stan's illegitimate children. And I just couldn't pull it together. George, you did a much better job than I would have. <laughs> I would argue I did not pull it together. But thank you. Well, he, should, he should have had 12 children and uh, come no, on, two children. Who, come on, George. Shrimp steaks versus werewolves. <laughs> come on. <laughs> Oh. All right. Oh, my God. 
Okay. Do we have any mail, Tim? I, ch- I checked. We we did not get a letter this week. Hmm. I got a text from my cousin Matt. <laughs> okay. Oh, what's Matt, Matt saying? Uh, what's Matt up? No, well, at the time of this recording, the most recent episode, which dropped <laughs> two days before, was the aforementioned strippers versus werewolves, in which we read Matt's previous letter, mm-hmm. where he comments on. Oh, I don't want to bring it up. We've been so good, but. Tim had gone through a, a lengthy period of infatuation with the greatest Joke. villain of the 20th Jokes. century. Matt, Matt kind of spun a story out of that, but we did, we did spotlight a lot on my cousin's last name of being Durante with the two of you offering opinions that he was perhaps in fact related to, or maybe even Jimmy Durante <laughs> who was <laughs> apparently narrated Frosty the Snowman, yes. which I had forgotten that part. He had a show. So here's what he wrote to me. I do love Christmas, George. I've been found out. Jimmy Durante needs to change his name every 50 years and start over. Probably should take a new last name at some point, but I'm so attached to it. So there, confirmation. My cousin, Matt Durante, who looks nothing like Jimmy Durante, and who in fact I remember as a small child, is in fact the ageless actor Jimmy Durante. Oh, so now we all know. Now this is yep. the, the jigs okay. up, Matt. Okay. I want to. Yep. I have lots of questions. Now we have to kill him with fire. I want to know all about the fil- filming of It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. A lot of questions. All right. When he texts me about that in another <laughs> yeah, month or so, yeah. we'll learn about that. How did how did he like working with Buddy Hackett? Um, <laughs> any other questions for him? <laughs> oh, oh no. Yeah. Oh no. Oh yeah. Oh, oh Tim. Oh, wait, wait, Tim. No. No. wait. Tim, this no. is quite a roller coaster ride. Wait, on. No, oh no, my gosh, my stomach's in my throat. We've talked too long. I know, but postscript. I sent this to you. Previously on the show, John and I watched a movie called Cry Baby Killer. It was Jack Nicholson's first yep. movie. The, the yep. woman who was the main girl in that movie, I, I found her online just by accident because I went down a Mickey Rooney hole. She was like Mickey, Mickey Rooney's sixth wife, and she was found murdered in his house with a guy that she had been having an affair with. Oh, Mickey. You never heard of this? I never heard of it. He was no, married you like me the story. 20, he's been married like 22 times. 20, 23. Wasn't he married to Dorothy? <laughs> What's that? Oh, he, he was married. No, he wasn't married to Dorothy. Judy Garland, no, he wasn't no, married. No, no, no. Holy shit, though. He was married to Ava Gardner. He was married to Ava Gardner. He was married to, I think he was married to Lana Turner, too. Or am I he, wrong? This guy's a, guy a lot of wives. He, the, the, the wives, some of them. He had eight wives. Yes, right. he, was just, he was just like, you're pretty and young. And I got lots of money. Mm-hmm. And you're coming with me. The Tim Hamilton story. <laughs> I got money. You're coming with me. You've been Hamilton. 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 What's it called? <laughs> Ham- I like Hamilton. Oh, my out. God. <laughs> so is that, anyway. was, was that the line you said to Jean when you first met her? Hey, you want to yeah. get, you want to get Hamilton? What? Oh, wow. What? <laughs> what a terrible, terrible line. I think we have to cut everything out of this entire episode. <laughs> anyway. We all, the only thing we can keep is a giant clam. That's it. It's going to be a three-minute episode, and we'll we'll blame it on the Raiders Guild strike. Yeah. Um, you know what? George was saying how we were all getting in these ruts, and I actually picked a movie without a serial killer, I think. Oh, my God. The movie is called Five Minutes to Love. It's a 1963 American drama film. Uh-oh. Uh, now, when now, do not get it confused with Five Minutes to Live, 
which is a movie from two years earlier starring Johnny Cash and Mel from the TV series Alice. This is called Five... Five Minutes to Love. Now, when you pull it up on Tubi, it's going to pull up as The Rotten Apple. Don't worry, it's the same movie. Um, It stars King Moody, who we remember from Teenagers from Outer Space, even though there were no teenagers there. It also (laughs) stars Miss Rue McClanahan. Perhaps best known known for playing both... um, Playing in two series of B. Arthur, she played Vivian on Maud and she played uh, Blanche on the Golden Girls. And this oh is God. one of her early, 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 early work from 1963. Right. Five Minutes no. to Love, also so. known. Oh, originally known as the Rotten Apple and also this, known as it only takes five minutes. Well, we've all been there. Haven't is, this, we? <laughs> <laughs> is this is this also known as two minutes over Tokyo? No, it's not. Tim. Okay. No, it's not. Tim, is there any other movie titles with minutes in there we can mention? Are we going to be going through every title of every movie that has the word minutes in it until you get a laugh? Pen. Savage. <laughs> no, that could be like a whole episode. You know what? I can't even remember that movie now. That's the Subway movie. Uh, damn it, you talked. The Taking of Pelham 1, 2, 3? Damn it, you've remembered it. Yeah, that one. It's not, it's oh, not that, that was one. one of my favorite movies. No, man, the original movie with Walter Matthau. I don't think yeah, I ever I saw it. the Denzel Washington version. No, I love that movie. Because, you know, okay. I remember, like, they showed it on TV. And, like, I would, like, you know, because we were living in the Bronx. And I'd be, like, mm-hmm. getting in the subway and thinking, maybe today's the day. Maybe today's the day. <laughs> today's the day. You'll see today's the day oh. we're going to be taken over by domestic terrorists. <laughs> Nope, just I know my mom's going to mouth off at him and it'd be, pow, she'll be out of here. Oh, jeez. All right. <laughs> that got dark. Email. <laughs> Email us. All right, yeah. At Seti Bimco with an E at gmail.com. We're on Instagram. Just look up Seti Bimco. Honk your horns. We're on Mastodon. Must be Chris. <laughs> We're everybody, give us Chris. Chris, give us a five-star review on all platforms. Come on. If you do that, please, we're begging I you. I will wait at least six minutes I, for a bus. I, 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 only waited, I, I couldn't even bother to wait five minutes for the bus, but please give us a five-star <laughs> review. When I stopped going to trivia, they won. So I'm, not, I'm never going back. Yeah, but did they, read, did they read out one-star Amazon reviews of your work? You know what I mean? <laughs> anyway. That sucks. I'm sorry. That's just wrong on so many levels. That was the consensus. It's become a, a topic of ongoing amusement in our friend group. We just always Chris's friend. That guy we call one star guy. One star guy. <laughs> Chris left to tell him never to listen to this. This is this is definitely how we test him to see if Chris listens. Like, this All is right. like we should just call this episode the Chris episode. I wanted to have a new segment called I am enraged. We gotta do that. All right, what is it? Just whatever, because well, this isn't, week, that, isn't like whatever isn't gets that, us angry. Wait, I forgot to tell isn't, you. isn't that segment? I'm enraged. <laughs> I'm enraged. Isn't that basically every time George shows up? George is like, a, 
George is so angry. So now we're just gonna. So now we're. So now we're just gonna give it a title. I see what you're saying. Actually, this one time. Can I say that? I think that's so a good. Angry. Instead of us telling weird stories that like sometimes Tim sends us and sometimes whatever. What if we do say one thing we're angry about each week? Because it is a revenge theme. Yes, podcast. that's what because I have true. one. So we start idea. like this week. I'm mad about this, and it could right. be. And we can. I mean, eventually we'll devolve into three old men yelling about. Yeah. Like, this kid's wrong. What my is it about English people <laughs> driving on the left hand side of the road, Dagnabbit? Why do they call taxis lorry? Learn to speak English. Oh, wait. All right. This thing? Why can't I find diapers it. to fit me? What? Why can't you find what, Tim? <laughs> Tim can't find diapers to fit him. I don't know. Yeah, we talked over it. <laughs> <laughs> that loud tim call for help it won't take let me just tell you i was enraged because i like to buy granola and i always look at the granola that's the least sugary so i get this one called apple and something i pour out some of it and i see bright colorful things in it and i'm like uh-oh what happened what got into the granola it was apple spice and surprise granola they were gummy worms oh who no wants, who wants gummy worms in their granola Probably a five-year-old, a five-year-old, and I, and who, also can't, who also can't find diapers to fit him. No, that's what I have in common. Five-year-old. <laughs> I like the idea. We call this new segment "Why I'm Enraged" better than "This is what I have in common with a five-year-old." <laughs> yes, but I do think that's a good idea. If we move that up front, that would be a good way to start it off. Each it would, that week. would be yeah. All right, cool. Because I'll probably be mad next week. You think? Although, well, wait, it's tell a, me, tell me now. How it's long, a little how, less certain because it's yeah. What? I was gonna say, tell what? me how long this movie is. I'll tell you if I'm enraged already. Oh is my movie! I'm sorry. Point? It is an hour and twenty five minutes. Ooh. Now I'm enraged. I know what I'm, I know what I'm going to be enraged about next week. But if you're anything like me, sometimes you can just sometimes you can just fast forward through the slow bits. There, I admitted it. <laughs> I already have a sequel for Five Minutes to Love. Is it called Six Minutes to Love? Six Minutes to Hate. Uh, I'm ending. I'm I'm hopping up right now. Seven seven minutes to to Chris's house. And that's too many minutes. (laughs) That's two minutes too long. No, three minutes too long for Tim Hamilton. Next time, wait for the bus for seven minutes for Chris. That's the least you can do, man. Come on. Can I stop now? Should I stop? So long. Well, yeah, I think this would be a good place to stop. Everybody have a great week. This has been a Pity Party Line production. Party Line. It's a party line. Man, so, we're fast. Do you have a joke to, to tell before we go into the song? Because uh... I don't have one. Aren't you, you don't aren't you, you happy? send us a story about Mickey Rooney. Why don't you talk about that? Oh, that's a big story. I, know. Do, I don't but, know why you sent it. I'm like, I'm like, are we are we that old? <laughs> We're talking about Mickey Rooney. We'll explain. <laughs> John is that old, and I am that old. Oh damn, that was savage that you said John first, throwing him under the bus. <laughs> well, I am actually He's... like two months and one day older than Tim, so yes, I am the oldest. Oh shit! I'm the baby of this podcast. Change You're my diaper. You're the baby. You're the baby. You're like 17 days older than my youngest brother, George. Nice. Yeah, I saw him you around. Take his lunch money. His what? Naked lunch money? No. Why do you have to bring nudity, Tim? <laughs> That's what you said. You're sick. You know, naked lunch. The movie. The book. <laughs>